Welcome to the second series of our podcast, The New Realities of Cybersecurity. I'm your host, Abigail Wilson. Each episode of this podcast series will be inviting along some of our colleagues, who are each experts in their fields, to discuss what they do here and what they're focusing on at the moment in the ever-changing world of cybersecurity. In today's episode, we're talking about the basics of cybersecurity and discussing the challenges organizations face in getting these right. Our guests today are Laura Duncan, a director in our private sector advisory practice, and Dr. Richard Horn, a partner from our cybersecurity practice. Thanks for joining us, Laura and Richard. Pleasure. Good to be here. Good to be here. That's great. Um, Can you introduce yourselves to everyone? Sure. So I'm Laura Duncan, and I have been working with PwC for about 10 years now. Um, I mainly focus on the retail and consumer industry. And right now, I'm helping a lot of clients try and get their basics right, uh, working a lot in the identity and access management space. And I'm Richard. I joined PwC five years ago uh, to build a cybersecurity practice here, and we help clients across all parts of the economy um, in the UK and, and way beyond. And so I help clients when they've been breached and help them respond to that, and also a lot of work helping clients understand what they need to do and, and how they what their strategy needs to be for cybersecurity. And prior to PwC, I built around cybersecurity for a global bank for many years and also spent a year seconded from there into government to help shape the National Plan for Cybersecurity. Great. Thanks, guys. Um, Richard, you've recently published a white paper which is titled Know the Game, Not Just the Rules, The Changing Face of Cybersecurity. This outlines research you've been doing on the key cybersecurity challenges which need to be faced, one of which is called Fixing the Hard Basics. Could you tell us more about this? Yeah, sure. So it, it's it's one thing that many, many people say is, you know, and it's true that almost all cyber uh, attacks end up exploiting some basic things that could have been that could have been sorted and could have stopped the attacks. And those basic things could be you know, access rights that meant the attackers were able to get in very easily to systems they wanted to get to with the right level of authority to do the things they wanted to do. It could be systems that had vulnerabilities that were known about five years ago and should have been patched and they weren't patched. Or it could be computers all being connected together on one single network and the attacker being able to just hop their way around the organization very easily. All those kind of things are, you know, people often refer to as the basics. And there's a phrase that people often use, you know, you just need to fix the basics. Well, actually, that just is wrong because it's really hard. If you've got a big global enterprise like a big bank or any any big organization and, you know, maybe formed over many years, you've got acquired organizations in there and things like that, you're going to have out of support IT, you can have all sorts of issues all over the place. And fixing the basics is really hard. And so it's a bit of a misleading statement to say you just got to fix the basics because actually the core of cybersecurity is that hard question of how do you fix the basics. That's a great point and it's great that your paper acknowledges that. As a consultant, I often talk about security in an almost aspirational way with a list of sort of endless security defenses that we recommend our clients focus on. As your white paper gets to the very detail of what these fundamental basics are, what they look like and why they're so important, it's also good that it acknowledges why they're challenging. Laura, I'm wondering, does this mirror what you've been seeing when working with clients recently? Have you found that they still haven't been able to fix these hard basics? Definitely. <laughs> um, most of the clients I go to, you know, look, cybersecurity is this uh, cool new hot topic that's actually been around for quite some time. But, you know, they think that there's some sort of sexy tool that they need to buy or or something they need to invest in, or something massive that they're just not miss it, that they're missing, or that you know their their staff just don't know about. And 
I hate to break it to them, but I don't really have like this sexy solution to give them. It's really about going back to the basics, going back to good housekeeping type activities that 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 make for a, a clean ship, right? You know, make sure that your organization is operating in a way that can be managed, making sure your IT infrastructure is is kept up to date, you know, things that you would do in your house. You wouldn't let your plumbing go go out if there were some pipes burst and whatnot. And it's the same kind of in an organization. You need to keep that infrastructure sorted. You need to clean your carpets, wash the floors. You need to make sure that you, you keep a clean environment. And a lot of that is just doing some basic housekeeping. Yeah, and it sounds like a mindset. And I think that's another a point that you mentioned in the white paper, which is organizations need to shift away from viewing security as just another compliance function, another checkbox, but core to their operations in order to keep the data that matters to them secure. Um, I'm wondering if you could talk more about this kind of area, about ultimately what can organizations do to approach and succeed in meeting this challenge? Yeah, and, and I think you're right. There's a, there's a real cultural element to it. You know, in many organizations, it, it's very easy to explain how you need to put some work into developing something new in the market or doing something new for customers or something that's going to move the company forward. But trying to explain that you need to justify some investment or a whole load of effort in cleaning. Yeah, essentially, it's sort of, it's, it doesn't go down well, and it's, it's a hard argument to, to make. But actually, many organizations we see, you know, there's, there's out-of-support IT, there's access rights that shouldn't be there, there's you know, all sorts of things like that, the systems that should have been decommissioned, the data lying around that shouldn't be lying around. And these are all things that are, they take time and effort to, to sort out. But for an attacker, they're very easy to find. You've just got to find a scan, you know, run a scan, and you'll find systems that aren't patched, you'll find data that's lying around, you'll find access you know, rights that shouldn't be there, and, and those kind of things are very easy for an attacker to find. And so they really do need focus. Yeah, and I think, <clears throat> I think as well, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not because companies aren't trying, it's just that they're moving at a really rapid pace and trying to stay relevant, right? You know, the reason you get out of sorts is because maybe you're acquiring a lot of organizations um, in order to grow or, you know, the massive disruption for me in the retail market has been going online instead of having a brick and mortar. And, you know, that completely transforms a business, yet you still, that, that transition takes more than just a, a couple of years. And so you're left in kind of this limbo while you're transferring and transforming into a new type of organization. And I think, like I said, it's not for lack of trying. I don't want people to think that c companies and organizations are just being lazy. They're, they're, it's just, it is really hard. Like Richard said, it's, yes, it's basics, but it's hard to keep those basics intact. And so you really have to think through how you can address those. Definitely, and especially in the retail sector, as they're now operating online, that's operating in a completely different threat environment to the way that they used to. Yeah, exactly. And I think as well, it's it's you know, it's easy to think of this as kind of boring stuff, but actually there's loads of innovation and loads of new ways of running IT that really help with this and, and are really interesting and, and really quite exciting and can bring cost benefits as well. So you know, many organizations are starting to look at how they can structure their IT infrastructure as they use more and more cloud services, how they can set up their IT infrastructure so they have what's called a cloud-first approach so that you, you turn your laptop on and it connects straight out to the cloud. And then you can put all sorts of controls in the cloud that are hard to put in your data centers. And then you can start to segment your network and things like that, which again is really hard to do if you're just looking at your network. But if you're looking at sort of cloud-first, you can do things differently. And 
there's some really exciting technologies and exciting ways of working out there that can can make fixing some of the hard basics actually actually easier and yeah. and even save money at the same time. Yeah, I think another example might be around access, right? So every organization I go into, not just retail and consumer, every single one has a problem with access, right? It's, it is really hard and it's not just giving people access, it's applications talking to another, it's now with robotics and RPA moving into robotics process automation. Um, this is all creating access rights and, and whatnot for people and products, and you've got to navigate around that. Um, it is really difficult, but there are some things that are quite innovative in that space that I think are, are, are helping organizations. So I know one thing that we've been doing is working with our actuaries to try and better quantify the risk, um, look at the behaviors of users and applications, and, and monitor only those things that seem like outliers instead of monitoring everything that everybody does in all of your systems, because that would take forever. We also look at to things like single sign-on, which um, makes it easier for a user to, to log into the various applications they have to use in a day. But it's also a really good security measure as well. So you do get some benefits from some of the the new products and services that are out there these days. Yeah, I think single sign-on is a great example of that because it's something which is both an enabler for an organization to access all their services so easily. So it streamlines those operations, for example, making cost-cutting measures, but it also gives you control over your IT estate and what applications are being used by lots of different employees, maybe even globally. So it also has those key security benefits, making it easier to kind of pitch for investment to use these types of tools. Um, I'm wondering if an area we briefly touched upon, which is security monitoring, that's another hard basics that you talk about in your um, report, Richard. I think that's another one where it's optimizing what you already have in place and having that different mindset. Um, for example, looking towards knowing what your risks are and what anomaly detection looks like for you as a business. I'm wondering if you've worked on clients in this particular area and helped them get to that stage. Yeah, and, and I think this is a great example where you can use some innovative technology that's coming to market to do things in very different ways. You know, so we're starting to see examples of technology that authenticates users by the way they type. And you know, so then authentication becomes completely transparent and you know, it's, it's both helpful for the organization in terms of you know, the experience of people in that organization, but also giving you improved security. And this all kind of comes down to sort of more and more a concept of security is knowing what normal is and so you're more able to detect outliers and and focus in your efforts on on things that are not normal behavior and a lot of the sort of security monitoring um, techniques that we're seeing leading organizations use are very much focused on that it's kind of understanding what normal is and being able to look for those outliers and really focus in on them and that makes something like really fun and sexy right yeah. like that's so cool to to think about versus you know just some boring kind of uh, I don't know, recertifying somebody's access that's been with a company like me for 10 years, and of course, yes, yeah, she still needs this. And, you know, to, to actually look at these kind of new behavioral analytics and whatnot, I think it's just really fun. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. innovation is certainly helping fixing the hard basics because it changes the mindset that they're not just these sort of boring housekeeping issues. They're sort of part of your technology transformation programs, as an example. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I think for many organizations, though, it does start from really understanding how out of to your basics are so for many organizations you know the, the starting point is really understanding who has access to what and realizing just how out of control that is it comes down to you know getting a proper baseline of 
the patching status of all your systems and understanding just how, you know, if you haven't focused on controlling it, then how out of control that will be. Um, it goes down to understanding exactly how your network hangs together and how any machine can attack any other machine. You know, sort of talk with some organizations around you know, your, your vending machine could end up taking out your bank's payment systems because they're just totally connected. Mm -hmm. And so you know, when you start to use language like that, people can start to understand the importance of fixing the basics. Great. Awesome, guys. Thanks for joining us today. It's been so great having you. I'm wondering if you have any final thoughts about looking to the future in this area. Do you think it will get easier for clients to solve these problems? Do you see anything um, related to the work you're doing with your current clients? Does it look quite positive? Yes, I, I think it does. I mean, I think the more we use cloud services, the more we can essentially outsource some of the some of those basics to suppliers whose whose job it is to to keep focused on them, and that can be really helpful. Um, and and so yeah, I think you know, fixing the basics isn't easy. It is hard, but it is important. Yeah, and I think Richard and I were talking about earlier. Once you know what state you're in, once you've done that initial assessment, the next step is is to just start. You know, everything's insurmountable until you start it. And so therefore, um, I think, like Richard said, there's a lot of innovation going on to make starting easier for people and, and, and to better integrate that into your normal kind of processes every day. So uh, just don't be afraid to, to start and try and make things better. That's great. It sounds like everyone's approaching the, the right area in the right way. Um, thanks again for joining us today. It's, it's been really great having you. If you'd like to read Richard's white paper, Know the Game, Not Just the Rules, The Changing Face of Cybersecurity, you can find a copy on our main website at pwc.co.uk forward slash know the game. Remember to also subscribe to our series so you don't miss out on our future episodes. And if you have any questions about what we do here in cybersecurity, please reach out to our guests on LinkedIn or send me a message on Twitter at securityswan. In our next episode, we'll be chatting with members of our threat intelligence team to find out what activity they've been focusing on recently and also what they're anticipating in the future threat landscape.